receive it. Amen. We're going to read the entire 30th division of Psalms and then we just read one scripture when we get to uh, 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 Genesis. We have one scripture in Genesis we're going to read. Let's read together Psalm 30, 1 through 12, the entire 30, 30th Psalm. Uh, let's read together on this. It's for you on the screen. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, it says, let's read, As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, Day and night will never cease. Day and night will never cease. That means there's got to be a morning after. There's got to be. God said day and night was never going to cease. So that lets me know that there's got to be, has to be, a morning after. Now I'm glad I have a few older folk in this crowd because my other crowds don't remember this stuff. But in 1972, there was a disaster survival movie called The Poseidon Adventure. Anybody see The Poseidon Adventure? Thank you. I got some folks down. It was a smash hit movie. And it was about a ship that was hit by a tsunami. And the ship capsizes in the middle of the ocean. It tells a story of the people that were trying to get out and the ones who made it out and the ones who tried to make it out, but they didn't. There were several movies during that time about that came out back then, just like there are lots of movies like that now. They called them, sometimes they call them disaster films, sometimes they called them survival films. 
But I find that all of us will play the leading role in our own real life disaster survival field. Am I in the right room? Because many of you have already made that picture over and over again. Disaster survival. Disaster survival. Disaster survival. I ain't caught you yet. Childhood. Disaster survival. School. Disaster survival. Adolescence. Disaster survival. Marriage. Disaster survival. Work. Disaster survival. Sickness. Disaster survival. Trauma. Disaster survival. Loss. Disaster survival. Disaster survival. We live in a fallen world where stuff is just going to happen, y'all. And the devil likes to talk to you and put the blame on God. But let me straighten out something. We're the ones who brought sin into the world. We brought death into the world. We brought trouble into the world. We brought sickness into the world. We brought war into the world. Quit blaming God for that stuff. We brought that stuff into the world. Oh, but Jesus came to tell us of another world. He came to tell us of another kingdom where none of these things will be. And he came by here to pay the price for our entrance to get into that kingdom. And then to tell us that he is the access point himself. He said, I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the resurrection. I am the life. No one comes to this place or to the Father's place unless they come by me. But in this world, in this world right here, there will be disaster from time to time. And there will be survival. You're going to make it through. You're going to make it through. God sent somebody by here to hear today. You're going to make it through. Somebody that's listening right now by live stream, you are going to make it through. There will be survival. So in the movie, they sing this song for those who survived the disaster. I believe it was at the end of the movie. I don't like movies like that, so I didn't watch it, but I heard the song. And the song says, there's got to be a morning after. If we can hold on through the night, we have a chance to face the sunshine. Let's keep on looking for the light. Oh, can't you see the morning after? It's waiting right outside the storm. Why don't we cross the bridge together and find a place that's safe and warm? It's not too late. We should be giving. Only with love can we climb. It's not too late while we're still living. Let's put our hands out in time. There's got to be a morning after. We're moving closer to the shore. I know we'll be there by tomorrow and we'll escape the darkness. We won't be searching anymore. There's got to be a morning after. So in the book of Genesis, where when we read that, read that, we will see Noah in his morning after. He has survived the flood, and he's on a ship as well, and he's survived the flood, and this disaster was so bad that it, entire, that it destroyed the entire world except Noah and his family and the animals. But Noah and his family were the survival part, and they got ready to start their new day. And as they got ready to start their new day, in Genesis chapter 8, uh, God tells Noah to come on out of the ark and take the animals out of the ark. Noah comes out with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives and all the animals and Noah built an ark to the built uh, sorry an altar to the Lord and he, he took some of those clean animals and he sacrificed it to the Lord and when the Lord smelled his worship when the Lord smelled the aroma the Lord said never again will I curse the ground because of human beings he said never again will I destroy all living creatures as I just did but then he says this as long as the earth endures Seed time and harvest, uh -huh. yeah. cold and heat, uh -huh. 
summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Day and night will never cease. God said as long as the earth endures, there will be that cycle of day and night. And all these thousands of years later, what God said is still saying that there's always been a cycle of day and night. There will always be a morning after. There will always be a morning after in the natural and in the spiritual. I came by to tell somebody today that no matter what you've been going through all night long, there has got to be a morning after. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming the morning after. There's got to be a morning after. Now this month's theme has been level up your mornings. And you've gotten some good word. I was trying to find it. Y'all have to help me with this Facebook. I was trying to find it so I could catch up with you. But this might be better. Because whatever you heard this month while I wasn't here, if God says it again, that means you needed to hear it again. That means he's trying to drive something home. So you've had some good word. We've talked about leveling up your mornings. You've gotten some good word about getting those morning times together. Because there's something about the morning. There's something about meeting God first thing in the morning. Starting out your day with him. He is the best part of waking up. It ain't never been folders in your cup. He is the best part of waking up. And you will never get your life right until you get those mornings right. Whatever your morning is, you might work graveyard and your morning is later, but whatever your morning is, You'll never get your life right till you get your mornings right. Give God the very first of your day. Get up, Lord, I thank you for another day. What do you want me to do today? How can I please you today? Help me face what I have to face today. But what we find is that people's mornings are affected by what happened last night. Have you ever looked at somebody in the morning and said, what happened last night? <laughs> Ooh, child, it must have been a rough night. <laughs> they come to work, eyes dark, hair tore up, still a little hungover, had a bad headache, bloodshot eyes. We never say to people, what happened this morning? We say, what happened last night? <laughs> There's, there's got to be a morning after. The morning after what? The morning after what happened last night. Um, I, I had a, a, we had a, a super praise team. Um, we got a super praise team now. We had this praise team years ago that most of them were recording artists. And they were super anointed. They were all preachers and, and prophets and all that stuff. And, and we had, at one time we had four services a day. Uh, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 12.30, and 6 o'clock, and sometimes they sang and all of them. But this particular morning, they was pitiful at 8 o'clock service. They was tired, they was dry, they had no anointing, melodies was off, wasn't no harmony. It's like, what is wrong with them? So I did what I did. I was so tough. I was so much tougher then. Uh, than I am on y'all folks now. Exactly. I shouldn't be, but I was. And and I I, I told them, uh, and after we did the announcement, we were getting ready to say, finally, Brother Bill, well, I said, and I have the praise team meet me on the corner over here between the services, because what we used to do is if 8 o'clock service was messed up, you had that thing fixed by 10 o'clock. And so I pulled them over and I asked them, I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? You have y'all sound terrible. And, you, and, and my nephew says, we're tired. We, we was out late last night, and we were doing this, we were doing that. And all of them had their last night story. And so I said to them, and no, not really a nice way, Crystal, I said, you sh instead of being out last night, you should have been somewhere trying to get anointed. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. what we found is that the way they ministered in the morning had a lot to do how they, with how they handled their night. In order to take full advantage of your mornings, you have to get a different mindset about your nights. You have to go to bed with the intention and the preparation. 
preparation to meet God again in the morning. Because it's hard to level up your morning when you've been playing all night. It's hard to level up your morning when you've been having unmarried sex all night. It's hard to level up your morning when you've been watching porn all night. It's hard to level up your morning when you've been playing games on your phone all night. It's hard to level up your mornings when you've been on YouTube all night. It's hard to level up your mornings when you've been on the phone all night. It's hard to level up your mornings if you've been out being carnal, out drinking, out smoking, you're out getting high. It's hard to get up in the morning and have a wonderful time with God in the morning when you've been gambling all night. It's hard to have a great morning when you've been fighting and cussing all night. It's hard to have a great morning. You're not going to level up your mornings if you've been on the phone gossiping all night. Because when you have something special in the morning, you prepare for it at night. Right? You lay out your clothes. You get some sleep. You prepare your materials. You have your mind set on it. You make sure that that alarm goes off. Because why? You got something special coming in the morning. So when you got something special in the morning, your time with God in the morning, you need to act like you know it at night. Yeah. Yeah. Act like you know it at night. That you want to meet God in the morning. But today, I want to go deeper. I do want you to get the point that in order to level up your mornings, you have to prepare for it at night. But I want to go deeper than that. Can I go deeper? Let's go. Because the night that I'm talking about now are those night times in your life. The nights where it's been dark more than 12 hours. I hear a few folks has had those kind of The nights where it's been dark for weeks. It's been dark for months. It's been dark for years. I had a night that lasted from 1991 to 1993. Wow. I had a night again that lasted from 2009 to 2012. Wow. Has anyone in the room ever had yeah, yeah. a long night? In our text in Psalm 30, when David says that joy comes in the morning, he's talking about a long night. This psalm has a deeper meaning when it's been a long night. Well, David, what happened last night? In verse 1, David tells us, and you can open Psalm 30 because we're going to jump up and around Psalm 30 now. And what happened last night? In verse 1, he said, Lord, you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. And said, I was in the depths last night. I had enemies surrounding me last night. They almost defeated me last night. Well, David, what happened last night? Verse 3, you brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. David said, I thought I was going to die last night. What I was going through felt like death to me. What I was going through felt like the death of my faith. It felt like the death of my joy. It felt like the death of my hope. My money, girl, didn't look like it was going to make it through the night. My marriage didn't look like it was going to make it through the night. My sanity didn't look like it was going to make it through the night. My health didn't look like I was going to make it through the night. I was going down last night. David, what happened last night? He said, this is what happened. Verse 6, he said, when I felt secure, I said, I'll never be shaken. I was talking smack when I felt secure. I ain't never going to be shaken. Lord been good to me, my servant for the rest of my life. I, was, I couldn't be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm, my royal mountain stand firm. And then he said, but when you hid your face, I was dismayed. Why is it, y'all? When things are good, we think God loves us. But when things are bad, we think God's forsaken us. Why do we think like that? That's faulty thinking, Red. And it'll mess up your night if you keep thinking like that. It'll mess up your night. If you mess up your night, you're going to miss your morning. I'm telling you that if we are going to experience the joy of the 
When you're going through trials and tests and trouble and problems, you're going to have to do the same thing on the long nights as you do on the short nights. What did I say to do on the short nights? You need to act like you're going to have an appointment with God in the morning. So what do you do on them long nights? you got to expect that after a long trial that you and God have an appointment for the morning to come. You will survive this. Somebody holler, survive this. Survive Look this. at somebody next to you tell them, survive this. Survive this. You will survive this. You will come out of this. I wish I had somebody that believed what I'm saying. You will survive this. You will come out of this because there's got to be a morning after. God said it would be. God said he'd bring you out. He will not let your enemies go over you. He will not let the devil have a victory over your life. Somebody holler, survive this. Well, what did David do about what happened last night? It's good to be Marais. What did David do about what happened last night? Let's go to verse number two. He said, Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. Verse number eight says, to you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. Verse nine said, what is the gain if I'm silenced? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Verse 10 said, hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. So what did David do about what happened last night? David said, I called. Yeah. I cried. Yeah. I questioned. I called, I cried, and I questioned. David said, I called for help. Can somebody in here say, help me? Help me. I want you to get something in your mind that you need help with. Because you just said that because I said, said, I need you to think about what you need help with and say that to the Lord like you really mean it. Because it's the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous that avail must. I need you to pray, help me, like you really need some help. Somebody say, help me. Help me. Help me. to do. Help me. This is overwhelming and I don't see a way out. Help me. I feel like I'm not going to make it. I feel like I'm going down. Help me. David said I called for help. And then he said and I cried for mercy. I called for help. And I cried for mercy. Mercy is when you don't get what you did deserve. But mercy even goes deeper than that. Mercy is when somebody feels so sorry for you that they move on your behalf to alleviate your pain. That's where they get mercy ambulance and hospitals that's named mercy. Because they understood the word for mercy means to go and to alleviate that person's pain. So, 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 God, I need you to take this away. God, I'm asking to get out of this pain, whether I did it to myself or not. Have mercy. Have mercy. Get me out of this. I want this disaster to end in survival. So I'm calling for help, and I'm crying for mercy. I'm calling for help, and I'm crying for and when you call for help and cry for mercy, child, you know you in a long, hard night. I called. I cried. I questioned. I questioned. Sometimes it's okay to question God. I know the scriptures say about, you know, don't ask the potter what he's doing with the clay and and. Job questioned God, and God kind of straightened him out. But really, it wasn't that it wasn't all right to question God. Jesus questioned God himself. He said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me sometimes? It's okay to question God. You don't have to take everything so perfectly. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going through the Lord has given me. 
the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know that joy's coming in the morning. I'm fine. I'm just waiting on the Lord. He said he would renew my strength. You don't always have to take it so per perfectly. It's okay to question. Those who were closest to God in the Bible had some questions for him. Most of the time. Look them up. They had questions. And they were right up under God. And David was closer to God as anybody. But David's questions, I kind of like David's questions. David's questions was almost like a negotiation. He, he, David said, you let this thing destroy me. If this thing ends right here, basically David says, what are you going to gain from this? God, what's in this for you? If you let me go down. In other words, he said, God, you don't have to do this for me. I don't deserve it. But but do this for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't the only one that prayed that. How often did you hear them pray? God, for your name's sake. Yeah. Do it for your name. Yeah. Do it for your glory. Yeah. God, God, what's in it for you? He said, God, what are you going to gain for this? If my voice is silent and I go down to the dust, if I don't make it through this and I end up in the dust, he says, is that It's got to check out. 
in the morning. Whatever came to stay for the night has to be gone in the morning. Your reservation weeping was only for one night. Your reservation trouble was only for one night. Hurt, pain, struggle, fear. You got a reservation for one night. Uncertainty, sickness, anguish, feeling overwhelmed, thinking being broke, being confused, and all your demons and all my enemies and all. Sing the prayer. 
praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. Verse 11, you turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth. That was what they used to wear uh, when they were sad. They would go down in sackcloth and ashes. So it said, you move my sackcloth and you clothe me with joy. Verse 12, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. My hallelujah comes in the morning. And hallelujah, we say that word a lot, but everybody don't know what it means. Hallelujah comes from two words. One word is hallel. It's the Hebrew word hallel. It means praise. you will be joyous in praise and song. A joyous praise and song. And then Yah means, it's short for Yahweh. It's short for Jehovah. So hallelujah means praise Jehovah. Hallelujah, they tell me it's the same no matter what language you say it in. No matter where you're going in the world, hallelujah is the same. It means praise Jehovah. It means praise God. So David said, my heart will sing your praises. I'm going to praise you forever. Hallelujah. Because I'm dancing instead of crying. Hallelujah. Because I took off my sad clothes. I took off all them blacks and browns. And I put on me some red and some gold and some purple and some green and some pink. And I put on my joyful clothes. Why? Because help came in the morning. Why? Because healing came in the morning. Why? Because my hallelujah came in the morning. And what I like about hallelujah is partly an invitation. And it's partly a proclamation. It says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God. Praise Jehovah. So when I say hallelujah, I'm forgiven if I knew to praise him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift him up. Hallelujah. Adore him. But it's also a proclamation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. This thing is over. It's morning time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because help came in the morning, healing came in the morning, hallelujah came in the morning, and I just came to encourage somebody today. There's got to be a morning after. There's got to be a morning after. Weeping can only stay for a night. It can only stay for a moment. It might stay for a little while. It's going to stay until my process to become better is over. And then everything that's not for me has to check out in the morning. Y'all yeah, yeah. have to know that God is working the night shift. God's working the night shift. Jesus said, he said, y'all, my father's always working. He's always working. He's working things into you, and he's working things out of you Amen. during those night times of your life. As long as you call and cry and settle some of your questions. There's got to be a morning after if you learn how to handle your night. So level up your mornings with some help. Level up your mornings with some healing. Level up your mornings with a hallelujah and handle your night. Call, cry, question. God works the night shift, y'all. So you got to be intentional about your morning after. God, when you start turning this thing around, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be intentional. I'm preparing right now. For my morning after. I'm one of those people when I'm going through, I'm rehearsing my testimony. Anybody do that? I have my testimony already rehearsed about how I'm going to get out of this. When I get out of this, it's not, I, when I get out of this now, let me put it together. When I'm in it, I start rehearsing my testimony because I intend on waking up to my morning with a praise and a testimony. But this was a psalm. This was actually a song. And I was thinking, Jackie, there's so many songs about the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, the winers got a whole lot of songs about the morning. But we grew up singing, We've been made into for life. Joy will come in the morning light. That was trouble don't last. Always. And one I think y'all really should look up, especially if you're struggling. As it's been a long time coming, but a change is gonna come. I've waited too 
Let her know who she is. Let her know whom she is. Let her know why she is. In the name of Jesus. Don't let her leave here the same way she came. Do it in her. In the name of Jesus. Some of you, there, there, there's, 
multiple layers of ministry and some of you um, until it's your time to be the lead role God needs you to be in the supporting role yeah, yeah. Yeah, and these that he's calling into leadership if if they'll do it so I felt it on, 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 on these three and I'm looking for you and I know you tired of us prophesying to you but we're probably not going to stop and so you might as well get used to it because there's a leader in you and God is establishing you into shepherd. But God wants to do something amongst you. And, and I heard this this morning, and it might sound funny to you, but he said to, to ask the others of you if you will support the leaders that are your age, just like they support me, that if you see God moving on, on uh, Izzy, that you'll you'll support what God is doing in him. If you see God doing something in Uriah, that you'll support what God is doing in Uriah. If you see God doing something with Kennedy, that you'll support what's happening with Kennedy because God wants to do something crazy with this group. God wants to do something amazing with this group, but you guys are going to have to recognize the anointing that's on each other. And then when it's your turn, Asia, then you and God will have those people that are supporting you. When it's your turn, turn, God will have those people that are supporting you, and God is going to begin to call you out one by one. But you got to support each other as you move, as God sees. So I pray that your youth leaders see what God is doing with this group. Will you all support each other? Will you all be this army? Because ministry doesn't work without people like that. And as you push people, God begins to elevate you. Because there's such a special great anointing on the two of you. There's some more time of healing for you. There's some more time of healing for you. There's some more time of healing for you, man. There's some more time of healing for you. And then you'll find yourself being, being pushed. Being pushed to the forefront. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we lift these young people up for what you're doing in their life. God, we lift up their anointing. God, we lift up their power. God, we lift up their leadership. In the name of Jesus, God, we lift up their leadership. God, we need you to fill them with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, God, to make them bold in what you've called them to do. God, to give them an unusual love for each other. God, give them an unusual ability to push each other. In the name of Jesus, I need you to bind this group together. I need you to bind this group together. I need you to bind this group together. Is the 
information in the book. And in the book, there's a, a something I just need you to fill out. There's a book that, that's going to tell you what your next step should be. I really do want you to read it. And then we get you connected. If you don't have a church home, I would love to be your pastor. And we would love to be your church home. Amen. Let's thank God. Thank God. There's numbers are coming up. There's rejoicing for just one. God gave us three. Come on. And if you are on the last stream, just put in the comment section. I prayed that prayer. I meant it in my heart. I'm dedicating my life to God today. I'm receiving Jesus today. Put it in there, and we'll get you that book. Just put your name and a way to get you that book, a phone number, and we will definitely add you to the plan. If you would like to become a member of New Antioch, if you need a church home, when you go out those double doors today, there's a station out there, the welcome table. They will get you all signed up to be members here at New Antioch. Also, if you need a Bible study, if you need a smaller group, so we have small groups here so you can have people that know you in a smaller, in a smaller group. And, uh, with a smaller number of people will uh, connect with you there. And so if you go to newantioch-aliante.org, go to the connect button. We can get you signed up, but we can do the same thing right here, right there at the welcome desk, right after service. Thank God. Amen. That is our service for today. Uh, those of you who have not had an uh, opportunity to give, if you came in a little later, amen. If you would put um, the ways that we give back on the screen, you can still give on the way out. Uh, if you want to give by credit debit. at New Antioch, New A Aliante, New A Aliante, two A's in there for our cash app, um, again, or in person, or you can text to give, or you can give at newantioch-aliante.org, all of it's there on the screen for you, and we thank God for your giving. We got great things going on uh, at this church, and thank God for your giving. Amen. For those of you who have been following us in Sunday school, Sunday school will start up next Sunday morning. We'll start back with Sunday school. We're going to finish out the book of Romans for the year. Um, and uh, God's already given us. We're going to go to the Gospels on next year. So Sunday school is at 8 a.m. on Facebook Live. If you want to go across town, you can, you can be there in person at 2917 West Washington. But... Uh, you can just, it's easier to just do your Facebook Live uh, on the New Antioch page. We have three pages, so it's on the, we've got the big page, the main page, uh, and then there's an Aliante page. But uh, Sunday School's Live at 8 a.m. will start back up next week. Next Sunday is Communion. Communion Sunday next Sunday. So everybody come home. Tell everybody they need to be home for communion. Those of you that are listening, come on back here for communion. It's wonderful right here in the house. So communion Sunday on next Sunday. Amen. And next week we're starting a new series. You know, we um, um, you all have these for me? And so, you know, this year we've been trying to get our whole life together. Our whole life together. Somebody bring me that... Uh, that writing board, that uh, whiteboard. Uh, we begin our whole life together. But you're not going to do it if you don't have a plan. And so those of you who are serious about this, who want to be doers of the word, not hearers only, I want you to write it down. Write the vision and make it plain. You're going to, if you're serious about committed to these areas, uh, there are seven areas that we've been working on all year. What are they? You are, we're trying to be what? Spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, uh, relationally, and socially. Those are the areas we've been working on all year long. And so we do, uh, so, but you need a plan. And after that, after we worked on each one of those areas, then we realized that we needed some margins, that we needed some new management, that we, this month, that we needed to handle our mornings better, and next month, you need to handle your mouth. 
All next month, we're going to level up our mouth. Y'all, the miracle is in your mouth. God, the, y'all, the freedom is in your mouth. But you know what? All your trouble is in your mouth, too. So we need to level up our mouth. We're going to start that series on next week. But I want you to get your whole life together. Pastors, uh, after you guys fill yours out, I want them to come to me. I'm going to be your accountability partner. I'm just talking to one right now. I don't see one right now. But I will be your accountability partner. What this is, is a way for you to put it where you can see it, pray over it, offer it to God. You put the area first. So if your area is to be spiritually excellent, uh, then what goes? Where do I need to be? I need to have a great anointing. I need to uh, uh, have a prayer life. I need to be in prayer daily. I need to uh, read uh, a chapter of the Bible. Uh, whatever it is that you need to do to be spiritually excellent. I need to uh, be in praise and worship every morning to be spiritually excellent. Where do you need to be? And then what changes? What do I need to do? It might be if I need to meet my prayer, my, my goal is to have my prayer time consistent. Six days a week out of the seven, I'm in my prayer time. Then what do I need to change? I need to go to bed at night. I need to go to bed by 11. I need to go to bed by 10. Or I, I need to uh, set my alarm clock. Whatever changes that you need to make, uh, you put that there. And then on the back, give yourself some timelines. So for me, I need to get... I need to get down to the pounds. <laughs> get my blood pressure uh, uh, stabilized. So what changes do I need to make? And write down the things I need to stop eating. The, the 64 ounces of water every day. That will be the changes that I need to make. That goes on my changes. So what do I need to do to be where I need to be? So first one is, where do I need to be? The second is, what changes? What do I need to do? And then on the back, I know I'm not going to be at pounds tomorrow. So the, the timelines will be in six months. But the stuff I need to stop eating, I can stop doing that today. So my timelines on that will be immediately. Uh, the prayer time, that's so make sure you hit your prayer time. That timeline is immediately. But to have, if you're doing financial and you say, I need to have, uh, I need to have $250,000 uh, sitting up in a bank somewhere, uh, liquid funds. I need $250,000 of liquid funds, and that's what I need. Uh, but I'm not going to have that tomorrow, and so my timeline will be um, in five years. Okay, so that's how this works. That's how this works. Then I want you to get an accountability partner. Share it with somebody that's going to keep you accountable. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to have all the pastors copy all seven. I'm making them do all seven. Because you know what? The leadership needs to do what we preach to everybody else. So I'm going to hold them accountable to do what we preach to you all to do. But get somebody that will hold you accountable for the changes. Now, I'm going to do all seven. Um, but if, uh, you know, you do your top three, however many that you need, and if you need more of these, so we have those out uh, so that you can see what the areas are. So write your area in, where do I, my goals, where do I need to be, my changes, what do I need to do, and my timelines, when will it, be, when will it become sustainable? When can I get to where I can sustain uh, that? And so my goal uh, might be to be having pounds, and then, but then when I get there, uh, that now I'm sustainable. I've got everything to sustain me at that area. In your giving, I need to save a certain amount every month. That's not going to be sustainable to, for a while, but I'm going to work on that and work on that budget, and then I expect it to be sustainable uh, on my timelines, okay? Everybody come and say, if you don't understand, call me. I'll help you fill it out. <laughs> I'll help you fill it out. I'd love to help you fill it out. Amen. And so we're going to, so, you know, why are you doing all this, Pastor? I'm a teacher. I'm going to teach you how to do this. That's what teachers do. Isn't that right, Liz? That's what teachers do. You need to write it down. You need to look at it. You need to rehearse it. So you can have a morning. You got to plan on having your morning. Amen. Amen. Again, that's our service for today. We're going to bring Pastor Ronnie 
if there's any more announcements, and then to dismiss us today. God bless you. See you next week for Communion Sunday. Amen. Stand with me. I don't believe there's any other announcement besides you still have the opportunity to sign up for the Believers Prayer Conference. That is still coming October 26th through the 28th. You can pick up a flyer outside on the table. You can ask any of the prayer leaders about it, but the prayer conference will be October 26th through the 28th. And you don't want to miss it. Last year it was amazing, and this year is going to be amazing again. So make sure you register for the conference. Other than that, if everybody will stand, we'll go ahead and we'll dismiss you guys. Father God, we just thank you for this time, God. We thank you for a fresh word, God. We thank you, oh God, that you hear each and every one of our cries today, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for just being awesome in all of your ways, God. Now be with us as we go out into the week, God, carrying you in our heart, God. Help us to meet our just one, oh God, to speak life over someone, to tell them the great news about a wonderful, wonderful God. God, God is to the right person at the appointed time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. God bless you all. Thank mm -hmm. you.